Um, I don't know. You ever think about your tongue? What what starter? I haven't even looked at the starters. What starter have Whoa. you all chosen? Well, obviously the, new... the okay. So everybody agrees the red one is the is the good boy. That is it's definitely the cutest. Oh right, boy, best boy. Right, sure. you, you said that. Best Score boy. bunny. Easy easy best boy. Um, but I think I'm gonna go with grass because he's a monkey, and he has a little stick know. in his hair. I don't like him. You don't like the so, monkey? So so here's the thing. No, I, I don't like the bunny. Oh, okay. Here, here's the thing. A, I'm not, you know, I'm not surprised by alternative opinions. Uh, but the second thing is, um, you need to watch the. See, I didn't really like any of their stuff, any of uh, yeah. how any of them looked until I watched the 3D animated video for them. Yep. So you need <laughs> to watch that one. And okay, then, why like... does Poco? Why does Pokachu, you know, the main Pokemon, have a swoofy hair on this picture that I'm looking at? It's trying something new, something a little different, something to catch yeah. your eye. You know how everybody was sick of Link's like green tunic, and and by everybody, I I only mean the 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 artists that work on Link. Um, <laughs> that's that's how the the artist that works on Pikachu. Yeah, they needed to give him a little foof. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 he's spunky, Chew. His old okay, his Alolan form. I hate it. Welcome to Overwitch. It's a gaming podcast where your three best friends catch you up on Overwatch and then talk about some other video game. I am Joe Langlois. I'm Terrence Johnson. And I'm Ray Giroso. And what's up in Overwatch, fellas? Oh. New hero, new hero, new hero. New hero, new hero, new hero, new hero. We got a hero who was not only a former member of the evil, notorious organization known as Talon, but he is also... Our first actual DPS healer. It's it's really, really intense news. And for those who, you know, I don't think we ever covered this, but uh, DPS stands for damage per second. Sure does. <laughs> so Take it away, Joe. On this, side, this, is, this, is, this is what that is. He is... Oh, I'm sorry. Did you, did you want Joe to take it away? I'm sorry. No, that was no. part of the joke. Oh, got me. But now it's sullied. <laughs> The joke's Ouch. been now, sullied. Now just... I'm sulking in it. Um, he is a Haitian man named Be... Be... Dang it. Bastet. Baptiste. Baptiste. Jean-Baptiste Augustine. Baptiste. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you read his name, the way they pronounce it, I think they don't pronounce the P. They they haven't been, but yeah. it has been so, confirmed by story editor Michael Chu that it does have a hard P in it. It's just that okay. Jeff Kaplan is notoriously bad at pronouncing names. <laughs> Good. And, and Jeff Kaplan is the voice narrator for every development commentary. That's right. a lie. He's not. Every one of them. I, I'm excited for when we like get to the call-out phase um, and we want to call out that like Baptiste is around and we should focus him. And it's, that- we're going to call him out as Beast. I just oh. want everyone to be prepared for that. I want everyone to be prepared for his big, big arms. Mm. I like... You don't like Bap? Bap. 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 You know I like Bap, T. Bap. You know I like Bap. <laughs> I like I Bap. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a really good, good guy. Um, so... Check out his origin story video. Overwatch does that. It's it's good. You learn a lot about him. And mm-hmm. having a new healer, yeah, having a new colored person in the store is is fantastic. To yeah. Me. And I'm not. I I said it, <laughs> and I'll leave it at that. But uh, having a new healer is also really exciting news. I mean, I don't think it was necessarily. I guess from my naive point of view, what was needed, <laughs> I don't think we necessarily, uh, like, if we needed something right now, I don't think he was what it was, but man, do I need him. He's awesome. Yeah, I think he's 
an incredible change to the game. However, I don't think he's an incredible change to the game as it stands right now. I don't think yeah. this is going to do anything to shake up the current meta of goats, which um, we've talked about this a little bit, but basically it's the idea of having three tanks with big health pools and three healers instead of any like consistent damage dealers. And you kind of just get onto the point and then you're kind of impossible to kill. Mm-hmm. Baptiste is really not going to... Uh, hurt that play style and it's boring to watch like that's the problem with it it's boring to watch mm-hmm. it's boring to play um and it's kind of the strongest thing right now but baptiste yeah. uh well let's go through his abilities so first his primary fire in his gun is a three shot burst wait what? i want to make it clear that right now he's in the ptr so this is not his final get up like the I, the abilities are but things might change slightly on yeah. how he goes he has not been officially released yet yeah. But he has been confirmed, and they showed us his skills. So, if yeah. anything, they shouldn't vary too much from these. Yeah, he's in the public test region, and people can play around with him and give feedback on what they think. Yeah, I'm, and I'm actually going to scale that back. We're not going to go, like, run down through all of his abilities. You can find out videos and stuff where, where he's, like, what what he's all about. He's looks really fun to play as and against and uh, with your him on your team. But what I will say I'm really excited about is that he does have a three-shot burst primary fire on his gun, and it does a lot of damage, um, if, yeah. especially if you can aim it well. And that's, like, the, the first thing, or that's, that's something that I've been wanting for a long time is a burst fire gun, and the fact that it's on a support hero is cool. The fact that the support has a consistent, like, answer to Farah now, I think, is enormous. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yes. Because before this, it was like Zen kind of, and I mean, Ana, but you with Ana, you're way too busy healing your teammates. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Moira kind of, but Moira could not like consistently finish a, a Farah who was good at getting out. Yeah. Um, but Baptiste definitely can, can keep her out of the skies. Um, and I think that's enormous. And I definitely have a few things to say about him. He, A, Sexy. so after, well, yeah, so... Just get a good look. Those arms. Um, he is doing something with DPS. So Overwatch is tr- trying their hardest to change up the game, and I like I like where they're headed. They're they're trying to ruin ideas, challenging what what roles exist. Right. So when we watched some games, we uh, I was like, oh, that's weird. The DPS is using Zarya, and that's their DPS hero. So they're using Zarya as a DPS. I think Overwatch is trying harder and harder to blur the lines of like a hard role. Being like, the more we blur those lines, the more interesting team combinations we can have. You know how using Brigida as a tank or using Mei as a tank or, you know, making jokes like Soldier is our healer. I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to get us to do that. Like Mm -hmm. trying to get us to... um, Because, I mean, honestly... It, it's weird that they brought it down to three roles, which is just DPS, tank, and healer. And each of those roles, they nobody can do each other's job very effectively, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think I think it's interesting how Baptiste is um, kind is definitely has easily enough damage to be considered a DPS. And also, when it comes to that heavy goats thing that we've been talking about, he has an ability that significantly increases the amount of damage you can deal. So I yes. think that's their attempt to try to find ways of dealing enough damage to actually kill members of that but seemingly unkillable team. He also has big group healing, and he also has an immortality field, both which of is which crazy. is going to help keep goats <laughs> stuck in the ground. Yes. <laughs> that will be insane. So hacking him is going to be super important. Yes. Absolutely. But yeah. I mean, and on top of the, with the release of him, they're they're releasing a lot of changes to a lot of heroes. So I'm just excited to see what this means. And, you know, it's all pen and paper until we actually see uh what the game feels like after these changes. So Yeah. Keep it going, Overwatch. Thank you. Yeah, we'll get more into the Baptiste changes and there's gonna be a lot of uh, patch changes, but we'll get into those more next time when the when they're live on the actual servers. Uh, Ray, do you have any thoughts about opening thoughts about Baptiste? I'm gonna main him. Get at yes, me, Yes, You are absolutely. I think we're all gonna main him. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm stuck on Reinhardt forever. 
No. Do you want him, Joe? Do you want? No, take, no, no, no. I, I just want to shoot a three shot burst. That's that's literally all I want. You know, Reinhardt can do that with the fire strike, the hammer swing, and the charge. That's a three char- three shot burst right there. You're right. <laughs> I don't believe so. But I'm 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 not as good as you at the game, so there's that. <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to blur the lines between tank and DPS. <laughs> Uh, you want to fight, Ray? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have group healing, so I don't know what you... What, you're not going to beat me. Um, I was born with group healings. Hashtag Lucio. What's up? <laughs> Get out Speaking of my of face. Speaking of ups, uh, <laughs> has a super jump. Oh, yeah, there's that too. He just has a super jump. Because, I mean, why not? Just make him different even more, which is yeah. awesome. Thank you. I'm excited. Overwatch. I'm excited for him. I hope he adds a lot to the game. And I hope that people get over themselves and embrace a new character. Who's upset? I don't know. I'm just literally saying who's gen- upset about this edition? No one. I'm just saying a general statement. I think Ray okay. needs to fight. He's just somebody. making just up anybody. enemies. Ray needs to fight right now. <laughs> <laughs> Someone get him a person, a bad boy. Somebody get him a bad boy now. Stat. I I never said I wanted to fight, but I guess that's the the energy I'm giving off today. That is the lore I think right now. <laughs> All right. Well, so, uh, speaking of wanting to fight people, I challenge you to talk about our challenge. Okay. Uh so we redeemed ourselves by watching not just one but several um Overwatch League matches together while we while my my two favorite boys did visit me here in San Diego. Um, we also watched them with my roommates out here, Jacqueline and Kyle, and it was a blast. Um, Jacqueline is definitely the most fun person on earth to watch Overwatch League with. And also, um, specifically, we watched the Shanghai Dragons versus Boston Uprising game. And that was incredibly fun because the Dragons won. They won their first league game. Like... Yes. They didn't win any in season one, and they're, they've always been the underdogs, and they were playing out of their minds. They were It was so fun to watch them because um, their ult management was incredible, their ultimate management. like They would have six ultimates, and then they would go into a fight, and you'd be like, come on, dragons, don't use them all and lose the fight. And they would use like one or two, win the fight, like you're supposed to do. And you just don't see that kind of restraint from... like. That's like top, top level winning team strategies and, and that kind of discipline. And it's clear that they put in a lot of work. Um, and another really fun part of that is that Gamsu, who was pay- playing the main tank for the Dragons, was traded from the Boston Uprising uh, from last the year. Enemy, so he was playing. Fought, yeah, he was playing against his old team and the Dragons won. Um, so. It was it was a really fun game to watch and it was really heartwarming for me personally. I'm I'm so excited that they're doing well and I, I want to keep I want to see them keep keep kicking ass. Mm-mm-mm. So yeah, you guys, this was our first actual redemption. Not not homework makeup assignment, but redemption. We we failed this last year in our earlier um, episodes where we told you we would. I'll <laughs> get together and, and watch an episode and it just didn't work out. But this year we rocked it. It was a lot of fun. San Diego's a lot of fun. Change the podcast. By the way, you guys, we're selling San Diego to you. Get out there. See it. Smell it. Taste it. <laughs> hear it. Um, back to our normal podcast. Uh, the game was pretty awesome. Uh, I realized that after watching a bit of this game, first off, season two is a lot different from season one is what, I, is what I'm gathering. Mm-hmm. But... um. I also realized just how 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 used to bad habits I'm used to seeing and used to adapting. I'd like to believe that one of my one of my greatest skills is my ability to adapt to scenarios. And I realized that I've acquired horrible habits in the game because I've had to adapt to shitty scenarios like all the time. So seeing seeing some of that synergy and and what what a functioning team looks like and what following the leader who knows what they're doing looks like is always really exciting. And like mm-hmm. we always advertise, even if you don't know anything about the game, it's a lot of fun seeing how, how pumped they get, seeing how excited or hearing how excited the commentators get. You'll, you'll definitely get some of that energy rubbed mm-hmm. off on you. Definitely suggesting that. 
also some of the most devastating sombra play I've ever seen from Duding. Oh uh, Ray, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Hey, I'm a new Duding fan. As How's our, it going? As our in-house sombra <laughs> expert. Hey, uh, he got those hacks nice and juicy, nice and ready for every single anybody who needs it. He just always knew which which enemy needed to get hacked. He was very good at being careful, but also building up uh, Sombra's alt, mm-hmm. and he he had it almost every fight that they any major team fight, and it always won the fight. Mm-hmm. And it was the only alt they ever needed, except yeah. for you know once or twice. But Joe mentioned how they had really good alt management. Part of it was because Dedang used Sombra's EMP almost every fight, and that's all they really needed because it disabled Zenyatta's trance or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was very fun to watch something also that i've noticed that from watching the ding and other somber players that i can't believe i haven't used myself and it's so obvious but when sombra uses emp your first target is zenyatta like every time he gets dropped down to 50 health automatically because you kill a shield with the emp and you should just wipe him out right then and there and then after that probably zarya um but like, just watching it happen so consistently time and time again, just melt the Zen right after doing the EMP has been, it was a lot of fun to watch. Probably not fun to play as as the yeah. Boston Uprising. Probably not fun to be the first team to lose against the Shanghai Dragons, but oh well. Somebody had to be the first loser. <laughs> and, right. hey, you never know. They could, like, it, it could have been an honor. Uh, let's Let's see how they finish out the season, and maybe they're just that good. That you know, you they're gonna win. Yeah, wow, that's quite the thing to say. Yeah, yep. Well, hey, I think it's time for us to reel in our guests. Let's go get them. Yeah, let's get into it. Um, so welcome to the man who needs no introduction, except to all of us, including myself. Welcome to the show, Austin Knight. Hi, I'm Austin Knight, the man who needs an introduction. You don't know who I am. <laughs> oh, that's a good last name, man. So is it spelled with like a K or just a it, It's like Knight, like like Batman with a K, not Bruce Wayne. Because one time I said Austin Knight with a K and someone said, oh, and then they spelled out my name Austin Bruce Wayne. Oh. Oh. That's oh. an interesting spelling. <laughs> that's a lot to take yeah. in. The Bruce Wayne is silent. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Austin Knight like Batman. That Bruce Wayne is silent. Don't worry. All right. Well, Mr. Bruce Wayne, uh, I know nothing about you. Yeah. Can you tell me if you would choose Squirtle, Aegislash, or Baneri as your starter? Um, <laughs> Squirtle. Oh. Interesting. Interesting. Oh. I think we know everything about you that we need to know. I thought he was going to go for Aegislash, but only because of the association from Knight. Oh, no. I hate Aegislash. I want it to be wiped from oh. existence. <laughs> I'm oh, learning geez. so much. I told you that answer That answer told us everything we needed to know. I know where he yeah. grew up. <laughs> I know his birthplace. <laughs> I know that you're going to pick up Pokemon Shield. Probably. Uh, I don't... <laughs> wait, uh, that's disturbingly accurate because it's the red one. There Ooh. it is. And it's also not a sword. And red is the same right. color as his birthstone. Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm born in Ju- I was born in July. So oh, see, Ruby! Oh you. my god, I got it! Oh, wow! <laughs> Holy cow, dude. Look, look at me. All right. Look at me. This is not a game. This ain't no joke. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Can we continue? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We brought Austin on to discuss the game that he suggested called The First Tree. And the pitch on this game to me was, uh, I think he said something like, you don't really know a lot about it, but you're excited about what it means for games. And I, I wanted to dig down into that. So The First Tree was originally released on Steam. The selling price for it is 10 bucks. It originally came out in September of 2017, so a year and a half ago, and then it was re-released on Switch last September. 
It you can use the controller if you're playing on PC. I did, and it is a single player journey. So can you tell us a little bit more about the gameplay and like what it what it's all about, Austin? Yeah. So it's you're like this fox, right? Um, (laughs) you're a fox and the narrator, like you're in the narrator's dream maybe, but like the gameplay, it's like you're collecting memories from this narrator's life as he is going on, like going through something pretty significant. Um, so you just, you run around as this fox, you like, there's some minor jump puzzles, there's some, uh... Really minor jump puzzles are like the biggest thing. Like you jump around, you can like do dodge rolls, I guess you could call them. Uh there's where were the dodge rolls? Um, like you could uh like with the butterflies, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They're a butterfly sometimes. Um but like there's no fighting or damage or any kind of like Mm -hmm. calamity stuff to worry about there's calamity trust me well okay but like (laughs) yes but there's no there's no violence yeah there's no violence that's what i mean it's very those kinds of games can be very nice to just like like low stress you know Mm -hmm. definitely so when i heard about this game which was about two weeks ago, I was promised by Senpai that there would be Calamity <laughs> Ganon in this game, and I did not see Calamity Ganon. Uh, okay. Um, I think I did see him. Quick sidebar. The first time that I met Austin, uh, he was wearing a hat that said the word Senpai on it, and that was how I knew. I was like, that that man has a good energy, and I want to be his friend. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, we can see the future. Wow, we... We really can. That's actually really <laughs> freaking funky, and oh, and I'm breaking, and I'm I'm gonna break it, Ray. I'm sorry, but it's we, fine. Go we ahead. We decided that before before we entered that we were just gonna call you Simpai Joe as many times as we could before you made a comment on it. Well, it was one, I guess. No, I said it. I said it, was it two. <laughs> oh, really? I missed that. <laughs> yes, it is freaking crazy. See, I told you we know everything about you, Mister Knight. Welcome. <laughs> Also, uh, I, I think I, I, I want you to uh, talk about the hyper-realistic fox. The hyper... So, it, um, I don't know if I'd call it hyper-realistic. It's, How many sweat sure? beads did you see running down its fox face? <laughs> the quality it's, of that fur. The, the quality graphics of the game are not... may not be what people expect for 2019... Let's put it like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not bad, but they're very, like, I don't know. I, so I frame a lot of stuff around, like, Spider-Man games. That's a different podcast. But, oh, really? like, Ooh. you know. Oh, maybe it should be. <laughs> oh, wait, can, you, can you explain that a little bit? So you frame them around m- multiple different Spider-Man games or the Spider-Man game that came out? M- multiple Spider-Man games in terms of, like, I think of like when did that Spider-Man game come out? It's graphics. Oh, like okay, that. Like okay, yeah, that's fair. Like, ah, I that's see. Awesome. like the graphics are like the level from like the Spider-Man game Web of Shadows, which I want to say is like 2009. It might be 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, and like fact check that right now because we're using mics, yeah. and then I'd be like, clack 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 clack. Such trademark sound. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's such a it's, it's a it's my trademark staple of the show. But they're, um, yeah, yeah, they're, they're very flat, and the yeah. uh, uh, textures are like plain, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Like it's it didn't take anything away for me. It mm-hmm. was like I almost wish they'd done like a different art style than what they went with. Like if they just gone with like. Something like Okami or something that also has a dog. Oh, in it, you know? yeah, that would have been interesting. Or something uh, like there's another game that has some similar aspects to it um, called Never Alone. Like something like that could have been good too. So, uh, first off, I want to start off by saying because I, I thought about it a little bit and I hope that didn't make me sound like a jerk. But I, I was just having fun. I don't really think the graphics, like this, A, this is the type of game where. It's definitely not about the graphics. But B, they definitely mm-hmm. put me in an environment that I thought was pretty nice to look at. Mm-hmm. 
So that was, mm-hmm. it was very calming and very, like, it invited you to explore. So I, I definitely liked it. And it fit the aesthetic that you were um, talking about, where the very minimal stress. You're, you're, you're trying to yes. hear something, you're interactive storytelling, I guess. Mm-hmm. You're just in, enjoying this world that was created for you to, to, to roam in it, you know? And they did some really cool things with the lighting that I really enjoyed. But I'll let you continue. I'm not going to get too much into my opinion quite yet. I mean, I think that's exactly right. It's the lighting was cool, but even like, um, like the world kind of like, I don't know if anyone else did this, but I messed around this game for a long time. But like, Mm -hmm. if you like run in certain areas, you can watch the world like fold up or fold down, which I don't know if that was on purpose or like Mm -hmm. aspect of the graphics, but I'm like, oh, like a storybook. But then I'm like, but it doesn't look clean. (laughs) Yeah, the first time I noticed it, I was like, oh, this, like, really adds to the dreamlike state of this world. And then I noticed it again, well, I I noticed it again at its point where it wouldn't have made sense to be in the dreamlike state. And I was like, oh, that's just how the graphics are done. And, like, yeah, it doesn't doesn't always hold up. But it was an interesting effect, something that I hadn't, like, really ever seen before. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's definitely reminiscent of very, very old school games. Like I feel like in the PS one and the PS two, that was definitely a thing. Uh, the the world becoming more available. I almost even want to reference Spider Man. I feel like in the original ones where you couldn't touch the ground for some reason, um, you <laughs> could see like the world open up the further you got. You know, like the more you traveled around, buildings would appear. But I felt like that was just you know, basically a, a statement on how much they could do. I guess. But um, it definitely felt like it, it definitely felt old school. I won't I won't say like uh, it was like uh, an artistic flaw, but like it just seemed like that that is just how, what they were capable of with with what they had. Yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely agree with that aspect. It just was, yeah, like I said, it wasn't bad. I don't think it takes away from the gameplay, but. It is something to be like, it's not great. Like, be prepared to be underwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. And it is important to, like, keep in mind that this game was developed by, like, basically one person. Um, and I I think that basically is very important because a huge part of it was the voice acting of... There's there's voice there's a voiceover for the whole game, and it's between two characters. The main character, or I guess the the main narrator whose dream it is joseph and his partner rachel um and so they they both do a lot of voice acting in the game and that's a huge part of what there is to the game it almost hurts to call it a game so many times because it really was like i would almost call it a visual novel at at a certain point like you just walk forward to get more story beats which is Again, fine. There's, but there's really not a much out outside of that. Brady, you got any hot takes? Uh, not really hot takes, <laughs> but we played this uh, together in the same room, and I was curious about Mister the Knight's uh, thoughts on it playing it alone compared to what we yeah. had because we had a lot of fun, silly times. With it, uh, I think I would have had a different experience if I played it by myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to know what what you thought while you were uh, experiencing the, the the Fox Simulator Dream <laughs> narration. I mean, I had a good time. I so I played it. Um, so my my day job, I'm a therapist, uh, and I oh, took it nice. to work one day. Um, and I, it was one of the days, the time I played most of it, because I played it in two chunks. Uh, but the time I first played it, I took it to work on one of those like really bad, we had some really bad ice storms here in Michigan. Uh, and I, I still had to go in because people still have therapy stuff they want to talk about. So um, I took my Switch because I was like, I foresee a lot of people canceling, but I'll still come in anyway. Um and just played it, like, in my office. Like, no other therapist came in that day. It was just me in the office alone all day. Um, so it was very calming, I guess, to, like, like have this book that I'm playing. Because, yeah, it felt more yeah. like a visual novel than a story. Mm-hmm. Um, to, like, get through a chunk and then, like, sit and, like, think about other parts of the story. And, like, that's the way I read, like, books, which is why I don't read a lot of books because it takes me forever because I, like, 
read a chunk and then think about it, think about other stories that I like like that, and go down and like Wikipedia chain inside my own head. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's kind of how it was for me. And then when I finished it, it was last night because Joe reminded me that I should finish it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, ah! And then I just kind of like finished it. It was still like enjoyable. I played it. Um, finished it on the couch with my wife, watched um, some Umbrella Academy. I heard about that show today. <laughs> I'm getting, I, everybody wants me to watch it. Okay, sorry, sorry. I, you should you should totally watch Umbrella Academy. Well, that that makes sense because I I asked like how much time you'd put into it and you said like almost five hours and I was like, did we play the same game? <laughs> the three of us beat it on stream. Well, I mean, I was playing, but we were on stream and it took me under two hours. And I did some joking around. I didn't like get a hundred percent of the collectibles or anything, but um, I was like, I, I guess you know, after I had finished it, I felt kind of bad. I was like, maybe I should have, maybe I should have like. Maybe I should have played this alone and taken it a little bit more seriously, but it was, it was kind of tough to. But like the idea of sitting alone, sitting alone at work with nothing to do, but this game, like in a cold Michigan snowstorm, like that does sound kind of like the ideal way to play this game. That's a big mood. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean I I recommend it. Next next snowstorm, kids, grab your switch, go play first tree, get a blankie. <laughs> Uh, Could be tomorrow. Maybe. Cocoa. Yeah, Thanks. some cocoa. Get that. Get that little Caesars going. Bring that little Caesars from last night. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I so uh, playing this game with you guys, I definitely understand what you mean. It was it was it was really easy to make fun of it for that to be the enjoyable part. Like, let me just start off by saying that. Not that we were just making fun of it the whole time. It was mainly just <laughs> Joe being janky with the fox. But, um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, it was, it was, you know, we had each other and we didn't have to, you know, we could, we could entertain each other and that wasn't our only source. It did not have our undivided attention, I will say. Yeah. Um, right. A, a little a bit about the story. The story unfolds as this guy is telling his partner about his dream. And you learn that he did not have a great childhood. He, uh, like a lot of adults, weren't themselves when they were growing up. And, and that uh, showed up in different ways. Things that we look back on and we're just like, I would never do that now. Like, how could I have? And I didn't think about it until I went to work and thought about how different it was to be young. And seeing how some of our kids that I work with uh, express themselves at that age knowing things that they should know. I, I, one line that he says, he says, um, I don't, I tried so hard to surprise people with his actions to like be unexpected. And I think that that is a huge, like thing. Like the, the story started to uh, kind of resonate with me and, and me thinking about how I interact with the kids that I work with and what they're thinking and what I'm thinking. Him reminiscing made me think about a lot of the things I did in the past that I think about now. And I'm just like, wow, I just, did that like I, it's not that i didn't know what i was doing was stupid or that i have some crazy insight now that i didn't have in the past but it just like things didn't matter like they did now and i think it, it the cool thing that i like about this game the thing that i got from playing it was me being able to uh put that what they put what the kids that i interact with do and say in a different light understanding that that yeah they're like part of being a kid is is being incorrect and doing these things that seem crazy that that no no normal person quote unquote would do and uh kind of smiling at the simplicity of it all and a lot of the things that he says about his interactions with his dad which you you learn the whole story is about his relationship with his dad and uh just understanding how how warped the kids' ideas of what you do can be, and that huge disconnect that results in confusion or disagreement, <laughs> and it, it was it was a pleasant like little, uh, just wake up call, I guess. And I guess it was extremely relevant to me because I work with kids, but I, I started to appreciate the Fox game just a little bit more, and that and that meant a lot to me. I felt like I didn't necessarily waste time. It, it was like a nice little mm -hmm. Terrence, remember. They're their kids, you know, like that. So that was that was nice. I, I gained that. Thank you, Knight, for that, Mister Wayne. <laughs> that was that was that was some stuff to share. Thanks. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I Terrence is touching on a lot of very good things here because this game we played it together and we you know we made goofs and laughs and ha-has and thinking about it afterwards i realized you know not like the reason why i play a lot of games is because a lot of them are placed in fantastic settings or whatever but they're always grounded in reality in some way and it makes them very relatable and this was very relatable and at a very close level just because Joseph is dealing with their relationship with her father. I mean, you don't have to come after me like that. <laughs> he does sound Listen. a lot like Joe. Do you think he sounds like Joe? Little off thing? Yes, he sounds like me. And <laughs> this, like every other game and movie that I watch, made me feel like, man, I really got to call my dad. Yeah, Which I'm going to do as soon as, we, as soon as we end the call here. <laughs> I, I did call my dad afterwards and I talked to him for a bit. But the the point is that it succeeded in what I like to get from games, which is to be placed in a fantastic setting, but still have it be relatable to my own experiences or others' experiences, and be like, "Wow, just have a, 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 a like a, a little reflection on things." Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it yeah it, it was it's I guess like what really got me for it was. Him talking about that, like him struggling with that relationship he had with his dad, that really hit me because my dad passed away like way before we could talk through anything. So it, it's like it, it was it was like a good experience, like play through his story and see how, you know, I don't know if this came from somewhere real for the developer, like if it's like this mm-hmm. it was their life or like amalgamation of lives or whatever, but like to have that kind of like, yeah, like it was fantastical because you're like this fox and you're trying to find it's called first tree because you're trying to find like the first tree it's like a old folk tale from the area he grew up in um but also just this i don't know like this idea of life being fleeting i guess was it was it it was like a good balance because yeah a lot of the other games that i play are usually like you have this gun and there's a bad alien and you gotta shoot him in the head a lot (laughs) yeah Yeah, that was something too that i didn't think about until like after the stream or yesterday and this whole no violence thing uh because it was a running joke uh throughout like when i was playing it i was like all right when do i unlock the spin attack (laughs) Um, and obviously like you never are going to unlock the spin attack there's no attack buttons but um like, that's, you know, what's expected out of a video game where you play as a little animal running around, like, and it, it just never came because that's not what this game is about. Like, if you're looking for the hook or the thing that this game, like, the this thing the thing that this game that's, that's so outstanding um, that you, like, need to play it, like, I don't really know what to point to. But what I still will say is that it did stick with me, and it's only been a couple of days, but... You know, it. I've, I've been thinking about it pretty, like, not not constantly, but consistently um, since I played it. And it's it's continued to, like, mean more and more to me as the time has gone on. I think the sticking point would be how each person would deal with the story and the experience in their own way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say that. I, I would say the hook, in my opinion, like, I, I feel like the hook is... Like, listen, so you could read a, like, 350-page book, or you could play this two-hour game and get the same Mm. experience, but with the game, you get to, like, live it in a way. It's not, you don't play as the narrator ever, you don't, like, so I think it, like, I, that's why I like games more than, like, a prose book, for example, to tell a story, because you get to, like, live it in a way that you don't. Get, for me, usually, some people, like, they read a book and they're, like, in the book, but I am not the page master. <laughs> I, I also feel like there's, like, I, I'm not I'm not gonna trick you guys and say that there's some kind of replayability here in this game, but I think that it can be, like, if you really 
If you, I feel like if you try, because it's re like I said earlier, it's really easy to like make fun of this game. But if you try, I think there's a lot of different things that you can gather, and a lot of things, mm -hmm. different perceptions you can take on 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 what's going on and how you feel about it, what happens, and not like the story changes, but there's a lot of obviously there's a lot of emphasis on uh, symbolism, and I think that's throughout the game. But I don't think they are concrete. Uh, like things i think it can symbolize whatever is relevant to you i think that's uh, a cool yeah. thing about the game like uh the fox being a fox is extremely irrelevant but i think that you can also perceive that as not being irrelevant like i think you i think you can make it mean a lot of things that kind of fit the theme of the story and and when i say that it's irrelevant i don't i don't mean that that's the end all say all say all end all but like that's just it, it, like you can take it as irrelevant or you cannot so like it, i think that game does a lot with that specifically and i think it really wants people to just think about what they did with it because when it comes down to it the the, the narrator the artist they they put this they put this into work and they and they want people to pay for it and i think there's a reason behind mm -hmm. that i don't think they're just like here's here's my first t attempt on a game you know like yeah, I mean, that's, and that's how Terrence tees it. I stole that from somewhere, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you guys. <laughs> that's how what? what? Terrence tees Terrence it. Tees it. <laughs> okay, well, you're right. They made this game for a reason. You could feel that it's backed up by, by, by heart. Mm -hmm. uh, and this game did evoke emotions from me. Uh, I will say that. I, I, there were. There were emotions coming from my body. Yeah. Yeah. I'll for every time that. that like, you know, I would like turn around and walk backwards as the fox <laughs> to screw with Ray and Terrence. Many times. <laughs> there were also times where I would like they would start like uh, a dialogue and I would like be totally engrossed and we would all be silent and listening yep. to what these people had to say and um like and for every time that Joseph said something that I was, com I thought was completely insufferable, and I'm like, oh, come on, let me roll my eyes. Um, like Rachel would say something that like really hit home, or or Joseph would. Um, and it it there's a lot that you can roll your eyes at, but I I think that if you do allow yourself to give this time or this game some time, then it can really, you know, you can get something out of that. You know, it it can be a two way street. I loved Rachel's voice actor. Oh, I've yes. listened to her all week. Yeah. <laughs> just this week, though. Yeah, just this <laughs> week. <laughs> Don't want to overdo it. <laughs> um, uh, voice actors for Joseph and Rachel were the developer and his wife, I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure. David Well and Elise, I believe is her name. Mm. Nice, 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 nice. So yeah, uh, that for me that gives a little credence to this is this hits. From from personal experiences, but it might not. But you know, that's yeah, I think there's enough here nor big, there. Uh, symbolism and enough like big high level storytelling that there's something that like pretty much anyone's going to be able to connect to. I think way. I said symbolism earlier. That's a good. That's a, you that's did. That's a word you that did. I'm going to keep you know, using. I, I wasn't going <laughs> to. You've said you it before. You can't stop me. <laughs> yeah, that's your own personal Terrence flavor. That's, that's your your that's your Terrence tea. That's the tea so sauce. That's the Terrence tea. Oh, <laughs> oh, sorry. That was that was an old one. Yep, that's how Terrence sees it. <laughs> so, uh, Austin, I want to thank you for bringing this game to our attention because I I almost definitely never ever would have seen it or played it <laughs> if it, if it hadn't been for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm glad to do it. Um, I I wanted it to get some love because there was another game on like the switch eShop that was getting a lot of love that was also a smaller indie game um and i was like but people aren't playing first tree wait <laughs> <laughs> well normally we wrap up this discussion by asking the question uh is this game worth your overwatch time and as we've been sitting here talking about it i don't really think that that's a fair question um nah, especially because as soon as we stopped playing it we were like let's go play some overwatch um but I think I think what would be a fair question for this game is 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 this story worth reading? And Austin, I'm gonna let you take the first stab. What do you think? Um, I mean, absolutely. I know I 
I mean, I could have done anything that snowstorm day, and even when I was, like, sitting on the couch finishing up the game, like, I have, I, I cannot stress enough so many comic books, like, so mm-hmm. many that I need to read. <laughs> I have, like, a ton of art projects to do and, like, all this stuff. Oh, you can breeze through it in probably, like, two, three hours. I know I, I took my sweet time because I was trying to find everything, and I'm like, what if something's up on that mountain I can't get on? Uh <laughs> So I, I think it's, you know, it's if you want to, like I said, consume a, what could be easily like a 300 page book in two hours, no, like for like eight, 10 bucks. No, no brainer. Yeah. Uh, Terrence, what do you think? I think hmm, it's weird because like I was playing this game not thinking that and I feel like that would help me answer this question, you know, but uh, what everything's said and done, if they had a, yeah, I think it is. Oh, because of the ending. it's It feels good. The ending feels good, and I think that the mechanic that they give you at the end is actually what makes it worth reading, so it yeah. makes sense that this is a game. Yeah. So, yeah. Ray, what do you think? Yes, I would read this book, and I would probably cry after I finished reading it. <laughs> what about you, Senpai? I think it is worth reading, and despite what Terrence said earlier, I think I am going to read it again someday. Um, I, I was when I first finished the game, I was upset that I had bought it, and I joked <laughs> that I I was still in the return window on Steam and I could still return it. Austin, what the hell? I, I will never do that. Like that's a shitty thing to do. But having sat with it for a little while and having had this conversation, I'm like, yeah, actually, no, I think I'm, I think I'm going to come back to it someday. Um, maybe a year from now, maybe... Maybe showing somebody else. Maybe next week. <laughs> <laughs> next time on this lovely show, we are going to be talking about... Oh, this is... this is. Uh, excuse Ray, me, Well, hey, Senpai. take it, Ray. Ray, you can't uh, keep doing this to me. Uh, next episode, we're going to be talking about Apex Legends. It's a it's a big battle royale. We're finally doing it. Mm-hmm. We're doing a a, a, a BR. We, we're we... going to go from something that we cannot compare it to Overwatch to something that we can directly compare to Overwatch. Yeah, yep. so we'll, we'll you'll see that in action. Yeah, no one calls them BRs, by the way. So mm-hmm. don't don't do it. It's too late. It's anyway, something... Terrence, what's our challenge? Our for challenge next time? for next week will be uh, the the Overwatch. Uh, console challenge each of us are going to be challenging ourselves to use a console controller for five quick play games of overwatch it's going to be exciting we're going to be able to compare uh ourselves to casual players no i'm joking uh <laughs> people that play overwatch on things like xboxes and play oh wait controls. we're playing it on a console no 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 but we'll be able <laughs> to compare it to them because we're using it on a on a controller that you, that's what you seem so worried I'm terrified. He, no, because he doesn't have it on the console. That would suck. Yes, also, buy, you guys buy, buy Overwatch for the console. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm um, excited for that. So I wanted to say thank you one more time to Austin. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for Thank you, me. man. Yes, it was uh, excellent, and I'm glad Anytime. that we've had an opportunity to speak now and uh, talk about this game. I wanted to give you an opportunity to... Let us know if you have like a Twitter that you want to plug or anything else. That oh, you want to, uh, yeah. Where can peeps find you? I don't have Twitter, um, but I have an Instagram that people can follow. That's Hell just yeah. uh, Night AU, like Night with a K, not not Bruce Wayne, Night AU. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I'm at on Instagram. Um, so people can find me there if they so choose. Uh, lately, I've just been posting a lot of baking videos because me and my wife have been baking a lot um but pretty pretty soon i'll be posting a lot of zine zine photos because i make zines and stuff so gonna see some progress photos on those 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 uh bad boys i was thinking more besides bad boys i don't like bad boys but i said it hey (laughs) see we said that early in the episode too good <laughs> yes well you've earned you've definitely earned yourself at least one new follower i'm gonna i'm gonna get an instagram so i can follow you nice I have an instagram i'm already follow you. following you yeah i notice you have pictures of you with a bat symbol in the corner of the picture want to explain uh no comment. are you bruce wayne <laughs> no i i am not bruce wayne 
<laughs> Excuse me, uh, Lois Lane for the Daily Planet. Bruce Wayne, are you the Dark Knight? Uh, I would like to direct you to my publicist, Alfred. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> this is the this is the episode of Justice League we all needed. <laughs> Get on a DC entertainment. <laughs> Lois Lane grills Alfred about Batman. That would be the greatest issue of a comic book of all time. I would pay so much money for just <laughs> Lois Lane and Alfred, like for thirty-two pages, like him being interviewed on like the Daily Planet's podcast or something. I don't know. Oh my god. Yes. Oh, I'm, all right. So this is the, this is the personality you can subscribe to at Night AU on Instagram. <laughs> and if you want to reach out to us and tell us what you think of the first tree, um you can find us at Overwitchcast on Twitter. As you know, you can send emails to overwitchpodcast at gmail.com and tell us what games that we should play or any other ideas for challenges cuz we're running dry as always. Um <laughs> And as I or as we mentioned last time, we recently the, the network Lunar Light Studio started a uh, Patreon, which you can find by just searching Lunar Light uh, Patreon, or you can go to the links in the show notes. Um, and I also wanted to mention this week that we have a new show on the network. Um, uh, what is it called? Uh, Artificial Ghost Radio was yes, recently yes. added to the network, and they have quite a big uh, back catalog that you can check. They're a weekly podcast, and they talk about music, and it's really excellent. I'm a big fan of the hosts, Mars and Miles, and um, I really They're think both very good people. They're fantastic, and anyone that's a fan of music, I think, would have a good time at that show. Um, so go check it out. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for joining us again. This has been Overwitch. I... <laughs> Wow. Hey, Austin, you can go if you want. <laughs> yep, I'm sorry. <laughs> That'll be it. Um, yeah. No, no, no. I'm writing this out. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh. Let's take a second pass at this, please. It's yeah, serious. I'm going to give you five, and then okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get you in again, okay? Oh, man. Five minutes. Five seconds. No, dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you again so much for listening. This has been Overwitch. Yeah, it has. <laughs> That's the best. No, no, no. Like, keep it. That's the best sign I've ever heard. <laughs> and remember, you're better than us. Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay.